What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What's up, guys? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 19 of Dinner with the Healers. My name is Eric, and with me, as always, are my lovely wife, Amanda. Hi, guys. My beautiful daughter, Stella. Hi. And my super handsome son, Henry. Hello. Guys, let's jump straight to the business. Don't forget to check out the show description. You can find links to our website, thebluepodcast.com, our email address, links to our socials, and a couple of links if you want to listen to the podcast ad-free. There's one for Spotify, and there's one for every other platform. It's just $1 a month. If that's your thing, there it is. We have a lot of fans to mention. Don't worry, I haven't forgot about giving this a name. I am just going to sit down and watch every single Bluey episode until I find this audio clip that I'm thinking of. Or maybe I've got a friend I can reach out to and ask him if they know what episode this particular thing came from. But on Spotify, we got some repeat guests here, so I'm going to fly through it. We got Rainbow Rock, Celestina, I, I sure hope I'm saying that right, Alexis, Alex, Draven, Alice, Ada, Nene, Nicole, Jaden, Brooke, Tobin, Roland, who jokes that the Spotify podcast ad has inspired him to start a podcast. That was the whole idea. Azka, somebody named all caps, Extreme Bluey Fan. They said they waited all day for a new episode on Tuesday, and I was curious if that meant it didn't show up in their podcast feed at the right time. It definitely posted at the right time, which is Tuesday morning where we live. But if it was late for you, email us and we'll try to figure out what's going on. We have M-B-D-E. We have Daisy, who is 10, and Amanda is her favorite. Aw, thanks, Daisy. How about that? Daisy mentioned that maybe 10's a bit old for Bluey. No way. Absolutely not, Daisy. I'm going to tell you a secret. Amanda and I are much older than 10, and we love Bluey. That's right. Much older. No, no, no. Let's not get carried away with the much here. <sighs> Patrick mentioned that Bunnings, which is the store that Hammer Barn was based on, recently decided in Perth to rename seven of their stores Hammer Barn and have branded it Hammer Barn on the outside, and we must get on a plane immediately. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. We also heard from Alice and Eve. 
And we got some pretty excellent reviews on Apple Podcasts. Are you guys set for this? Yep. Samantha and Grayson love the show and listen every night before bed. Aw. And Stella and Amanda are their favorites. Aw, thanks, guys. Isn't that sweet, Henry? Yeah. <laughs> well, don't worry. You're not left out. Anazi Stories wants more Henry. And they made a super cool text image of your name in the review. We were looking at it. They made it out of lines and emojis. It's super, super neat. Yeah, it was really cool. And this is an excellent, excellent review here. The username on Apple Podcasts is DJSJRVDHD, and they say there's no way to properly pronounce their name. I appreciate you letting me off the hook <laughs> like that. They're 18, and they said that we are the best kids slash adult podcast ever. That's awesome. Thanks so much for saying that. Yeah, you guys are the best. Don't you think so? Yeah, that is super cool. Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> guys, we just got done watching Trains. Who would like to tell us what was going on at the beginning of this episode? Stella. So basically, they have this little, like, thing taped up to the wall to make it like a house. And... Bingo's in there. She's pretending to sleep. And she wakes up in the morning. She gets her daughter, and she goes out to uh, wait for the train to come pick her up. Yep. And what's her daughter's name? Uh, Poppy, I think. Poppy, the little puppy. And what she had made was like a blanket fort yeah. house at the landing of the stairs, which was pretty cool. Henry, the train shows up. Tell us what that's all about. Basically, the train... It's just two chairs that dad will push. How do you think he kept from scratching up the floor all over the house, pushing those chairs around? I don't know. I guess they just have magic flooring because there was literally no scrapes on the flooring <laughs> when you would look. I know Amanda and I were eyeballing each other like, oh my gosh. But anyway, anyway, Poppy and her mom, Bingo, are off. Amanda, where were they headed? They were headed to drop Poppy off at daycare. What was the name of that daycare? I know. Mother Duck Daycare. Right on, Henry. Right on. When they get there, Poppy is just in time for one of her favorite things. And what was that, Amanda? Story time. Yeah, everybody loves story time. Of course. Bingo signs the log and jumps back on the train to head to work. Well, Chili has to get up and head to her next job in this game. And we see her feeding celery to something that did not seem to want the celery. Henry, what was it? A polar bear. So do you think it's true that polar bears don't care much for celery? Yes, because they live in the Arctic and usually they don't eat celery. Usually they go hunting for fish. Would and you, the water, usually, and other things. Would you growl if somebody was trying to feed you celery? Well, it'd be weird if someone was just, like, holding a piece of celery and was just, like, trying to put it in my mouth so that I can eat it. I'd just rather pick the celery up and eat it. So, <laughs> of course, I'd be like, no, no. Let me just put my own celery in my mouth. <laughs> Stella, 
what was Chili's name during this portion of the game? Charisse. Very good. And what was Dr. Bingo's doctor name? Dr. Glinda, I think. Nailed it. Good job, Stella. Good job. They were overloaded with sick animals. Amanda, what did they have? Well, they had the polar bear that she was trying to feed, and they also had six sick skunks. (laughs) And anyone? A tiger? Yes, one sick tiger. One sick tiger. Very good. Very good. Well, I'm not sure what vet school bingo went to, but all, I'm sorry. I'm not sure what vet school Dr. Glenda went to, but (laughs) all that polar bear needed was to be tickled and he seemed cured. Does that sound right to you, Stella? No. (laughs) Well, I suppose maybe it's a stuffed polar bear. Also, I don't think you can take a polar bear to the vet. Well, any animal doctor is referred to as a veterinarian, and they use veterinarians at the zoo to take care of the polar bear there. I mean, yeah, but just like a normal, ordinary vet clinic, I don't think you'd walk in and <laughs> see a polar bear you wouldn't. in there. Well, work is over, and it's back on the train to go to the daycare and pick up Poppy, who had a great day, and then head home. And man... Talk about a quick turnaround. As soon as they got there, it was sleep, 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 and then right back up to go. But Henry, something different happens this time. The train isn't arriving because it goes to the train on the scene, and then it shows him trying to skip through the station, and then here comes that one annoying person that's just like, hey, I need the train real quick. Train skipping the station. Hey, wait, I'm coming. Ugh, train stopping. Mm-hmm. Off you go. Um, excuse me, no food or drinks, no feet on seats, and that cat needs to be on your lap. Uh, just drive the train, mate. What? You cheeky little... Hang on, show me your ticket. Oh, yes, here you are. Hmm, this looks fine. Yeah. And this person was immediately up to no good and violated several of the conductor's rules. Stella, what all did he have to tell this passenger? He said that there's no food or drinks allowed on the train, Mm -hmm. no feet on the seats, and that you can't have your cat sit in another seat. It has to be on your lap. Yep. And then he asked the passenger to make sure that they have a ticket. Uh, this part. Well, Henry, do you want to tell us what happened? Yes. <laughs> so basically, the passenger gives the conductor the ticket. Then the passenger asks the conductor to maybe, you know, lick it and rub it around on his face. Then Blue's all like, ah, and the conductor's like, what? What are you laughing about? And then Blue says, that wasn't a ticket. It was a slug. Ew. Gross. Well, here's the deal. Even if it was a ticket, don't lick on it and rub <laughs> it on your face. That's gross. It was right? probably in their pockets with probably change in there. <laughs> well, we kick back over to Dr. Glenda standing out front with Poppy and the train's late. And we hear the train station public address system mention that the train is running late because of an ongoing passenger incident. 
Poppy's late for story time once they finally make it to daycare, and she's crying. And then as Dr. Glenda is trying to get to work after finally dropping Poppy off, the train gets held up again. Amanda, what happens? The train stops at the station, and Bluey gets on again. And Bandit says, I hope you have your ticket this time, and she does. But she also has her cat who's going to ride on the train. And Bandit, the conductor, says, I'm just going to move this cat over here out of this seat. And Bluey warns him, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And then we hear cat scratches and meows and the cat attacks the conductor. Yeah, she did (laughs) try to tell him. Glenda's late. The polar bear's super cranky. Bandit is looking pretty banged up after that cat attack. And when we get to the vet clinic, it is a complete disaster. We saw some skunks laying on the ground. Did anybody notice any other animals flopped over there? Yes. What did you see, Henry? A sheep. Mm -hmm. A giraffe. Very good. The lion. Yep. The... Was there a penguin there? There's an octopus. An octopus, octopus, yeah. 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 Bluey and her cat are trying to get on the train again, but this time they're wearing disguises. Stella, what did they have on? They're wearing glasses and mustaches. Train arriving! Oh, look, the train is here! I'm so sorry we're late. Hang on. Have I seen you before? Oh, no. We just moved here from uh, Egypt. Oh, good, because I do not like being attacked by animals. (laughs) They aren't the same people from before. They're different people who just moved there. Where did they move from? Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. Well, the polar bear shows up out of nowhere and bites Bandit. And then it also bites Bluey's cat, whose name is... What, Henry? Mr. Cotton Socks. Yeah, poor Mr. Cotton Socks got bitten by a polar bear, and Bluey is super upset. They need to hurry up and get him to a doctor, so the train takes off. And we see some of our favorite characters ever. Who were they, Amanda? The grannies are waiting at the next stop, and they are Rita and Madge. Very good. And, yeah, Chili was Madge. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting for the train so they can go to play Mahjong. Because it was an emergency, the conductor announces that they need to stand clear and the train flies through so they can hurry up and get to the vet. But what do we find out has happened at the vet? Henry. That they had to close early because a cranky polar bear escaped. And what unspeakable thing did the polar bear do? He ate all the animals. Yeah. That's why there's no animals on the floor. That is terrible. Makes me just want to cry. Sharice says, let's take Mr. Cotton Socks to the vet's house. And Zoom, the train heads to the vet's house. And Dr. Glenda is able to take care of Mr. Cotton Socks, no problem. She must be a very good veterinarian. Amanda, Sharice has the best idea. What does she recommend? 
She tells Dr. Glenda that maybe she should open up a practice at her home and the train can bring patients to her. Everybody thinks that's a great idea except Bandit. What does he say? He says, that is it. I am done. I've had enough of these animals. But then, sneak attack from the polar bear. That's exactly right. He's had enough of the animals, but then the polar bear gets him again. (laughs) And that was the episode. Henry, did we miss anything? Nope. Well, you know what it's time for. Did we learn anything today? Amanda, could you tell us what were we supposed to learn today? Follow rules. (laughs) Don't be late. Keep your train running on time. And cooperate with others. (laughs) Really scraping the bottom of the barrel on this one, aren't we? Henry, could you tell us what were we supposed to learn today? I don't know. Stella, what about you? You got anything? Nope. Nothing? No. Well, something we can learn from this episode is it's good when we can all work together. Because you see, there was an emergency with Bluey's cat. Bandit, the train conductor, quickly got her to the vet. Well, the vet wasn't actually at the office, but then Charisse steps in and says, hey, I got an idea. Let's get you to the vet's house. So Bandit takes them all to the vet's house, and then the vet's able to fix the cat. So everybody was working together to help the cat. So you think that's what the lesson was? (laughs) I don't know. So I'm going to push this button over here, (sighs) mostly just because I haven't had a chance to push it in a long time. You see, kids, the lesson is... There is a lesson in this, and you guys did a good job of encapsulating it. And it's not like a written-in-stone, big billboard-style message that we often see in the Bluey episodes. One of the lessons is it's just great when everybody's having fun. But something that we get to see in a very casual manner is the breakdown in things when somebody throws a wrench in the plans. Bluey gets to see the repercussions of her actions of dragging things to a halt, which really applies to how their real life would go. Remember, just not long ago in the episode Sticky Gecko, where Chili just wanted to get out the door and they couldn't. Well, Bluey, even mixing things up just a little bit, makes everybody late. And there's all of these crazy consequences because of it. So it was a nice way to introduce the idea that it only takes a mild upset to really make waves that just keep rippling along and affecting everything. But you're right. Another part of the lesson is that learning to think quickly and outside of the box can let you come up with some really unique solutions to the problem. And then the final lesson, I think, is that if you give a polar bear some celery, they're going to flip out and you're going to have real problems on your hands. Yeah, that's not going to end well. (laughs) Just saying. Does anybody have any parting thoughts on this episode? Yes. Go on. That is just very funny. I agree. Anybody else? Me too. I agree too. It's It's a very cute, very funny episode. They're again using their imaginations. Yeah. Always fun. 
I'd say this is one of my favorite episodes. Really? Yeah. I really like it. Is it because you get to see a cat maul somebody? Is that what speaks to your no, heart? No. Jesus likes seeing Mr. Cotton socks. No, I just like this episode. Yeah, I know. I'm just teasing you. Stella is a big cat fan. Yeah. One thing I would say is I just love seeing the family play together. I think it's fun, and it reminds me of when you guys were tiny. I mean, we still have all kinds of fun together, but just in a different way now that you guys are a little bit bigger. But I just love seeing the family together. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we think Bluey is awesome. And until next time, we are out of here. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.